Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses cut to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Alex Kirby, host of the Down to Business podcast, where we make your business our business. We get into it and help you learn and study the areas of business, marketing, finance, and anything in between. My name is Alex Kirby. I am from Columbia, South Carolina, home of the Gamecocks. We are about to start spring practice Saturday, so I'm pretty pumped about that. If you guys didn't know already, um, I own Trifecta Landscaping, a lawn and landscaping company here um, in Greater Columbia, and uh, we're headed towards 20 employees here shortly. Um, and I also own Pure Media Solutions, a media marketing company. Um, our producer is Chris Hollis, and uh, he's fantastic. If you ever guys have seen our YouTube, Instagram, Chris is the brains and uh, the executor behind all that. So again, excited to be on this episode this week with my man Colton Bisbo. Colton used to live, ironically, and we never met. He used to live in Columbia, South Carolina, and we never met before, but then we reconnected on Instagram. And now he lives in Greece, New York, um, outside of Rochester. And he is the owner of BPM Lawn Care, that's Bisbo Property Management. And uh, Colton, thank you so much for being on, but I just kind of want to set the precedent. We are discussing yep. today, um, you know, the cost of business, how the challenging of pricing, especially in, uh, you know, an economy economy that we have right now where lumber prices is four times what it was before gas prices are up 25 20 to 25% um and there's so many other challenges so Colton again thank you for being on the show man and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself Absolutely Alex I appreciate you guys uh inviting me to be on here today it's I mean who doesn't love podcasting right So it's a lot of fun <laughs> Yeah man but um so um Basically, a little bit about um, myself is my my lawn care landscaping company is a company that derives a little bit off of the um, what's the phrase the beating path in terms of how most seem to be getting involved in the industry, which is that I wasn't the twelve or fourteen year old kid with a push mower who had. You know, 20 lawns and then grew up from there. That's, that's not my story. My story is more of sort of something that came from me and my childhood in terms of who I was as a person and my quote unquote entrepreneurial spirit. And I mean, life's a journey, life's a process. You find out more about yourself and the world around you and gain more wisdom and knowledge as the years pass. And I found myself in this sort of rut for quite some time where I just didn't really, I didn't really know where I was going. I was seeking to find that out and figure it out. And, you know, what's really cool is um, plain and simple, just the way that God will work in our life. And like, I really, I really saw that and witnessed it with my own eyes for like the first time in what seemed to be my whole life as far as putting and developing our business together, which is our business came from an idea that sparked out of necessity. And when I say necessity, I'm talking that, yeah, me and my wife, we lived uh, pretty close to you guys down there in Columbia, South Carolina. 
And we lived there for about five years. We lived down south for about five years or so. And but our home, our home state is New York State, where we live now. Uh, we moved down there. We're down there for a little while, and then we came back up because we had our first, our first child. We had a, a baby girl in um, 2018, and we decided that it was best that we come come back home with our family. And when we got back here, the place that we started running at, so this is where it actually starts to take the turn we we wanted to save a few bucks off of our rent and because we wanted to save a few bucks off of our rent what better way to do that than to use the push mower that i had to cut the grass right now the property is fairly large it's about half an acre or so but as you could imagine with a 19 inch push mower it it, it would eat up like my entire saturday if I was if I was lucky and it didn't rain and the grass wasn't growing like crazy and all all clumpy, but um, so because of that, I was seeking to get a, a larger mower, and we we were a little strapped for cash. Not gonna lie, we were strapped for cash because we had just gone through the move and everything. Right. Things were still pretty pretty recent, and we were in that recovery phase, if you will. And I'm, I'm looking at the prices of these mowers and I'm like, man, how in the world am I going to do this? And that's where the idea came from. What do you know? I hopped on YouTube and, and looked up lawn care related stuff. And what do you find when you go on YouTube looking for lawn care stuff? You find the whole network and you just start diving your way in. Yeah. And, um, for lack of better terms, the rest is history. (laughs) It's, it's, come from that to where we are now. So you started 2019? We started, yeah, we, we were, it was like end of 2018, early 2019, where we had, because we moved back in 2018 and I was cutting the grass and stuff. And so we had, we had to work for about a, a year um, 2019 to 2020 was our development phase or putting together what we needed to start funding the business. And, and then 2020, once, uh, all the COVID stuff started happening and my, my employer at the time noticed that I was putting together a business and, between where my mentality was in terms of no longer wanting to work for that employer between that and the fact that they saw that I was building a business, I did end up getting fired. Not going to lie. So it really rushed us into being full time, you know, on our feet in, in in 2020. Well, that's a cool story. And, uh, I appreciate the honesty with that stuff, but what, what, you know, me and you and I connected on Instagram and, and we had an interesting discussion the other night on Instagram live, which is why I want to have you on the show. And I think this is going to be a huge uh, asset to our listeners today. We have listeners in uh, somewhere over 20 countries and, uh, we're at like 45 States. So it's pretty broad and we appreciate everybody for listening. But today we're going to be talking a little bit about just kind of the cost of business, uh, and that's a, just a term I use for how much it actually takes to be in business before you can even make money. And then the second one is just the challenging on pricing. I just, I don't think people understand or pe- maybe people understand completely and they just don't know where to go. And hopefully we can give them some advice and, 
on, on, mm-hmm. on what do I do when my market or my competitors are pricing me out of business because they're doing this as a side hustle or doing this as a way to barely make some money. And so, I mean, that's the huge problem is you've got people from both sides. You got people telling you, um, you know, people who are on social media or people just in general, good mentors, people trying to give good advice who are saying, stick your guns on pricing. And then you've got the people who are pricing you out of work. Um, I mean, for example, we had a customer yesterday, one of our longer term, higher paying customers, if you will, um, calls and says, Hey, we found someone to do it for $35 a cut. And I mean, in our market for their house, I don't, I can't even quantify how cheap that is. Like right? it's, I don't know how they make a single dollar, you know, I mean, the cost of the job is 30 to $35 is what I'm trying to say. And so, you know, we all have that in any market, but you know, Colton, kind of talk through some of the struggles in the uh, experiences you're having in your market, because again, it's just relatable for all of our listeners. All of our listeners, most of them, most of them are uh, entrepreneurs, small business owners, service and tradespeople, and we all have this hard, hard issue to face. How do we price correctly, stick to our guns, but also have enough flexibility to acqu- what I call acquire a customer, mm-hmm. knowing that over time we can make them feel better about our services and pay more over time uh, once we show them the quality that we do have. Well, um, bear with me on this. Try to follow along as best as you can Okay. because I'm going to do my best to sort of give like a macro perspective on diving into sort of the way my brain seems to be processing all of this information in terms of what I'm being fed and also gathering my own, my own opinions. Like, you know, it's good to go seek after the information, but then you have to sort through it all. Yes. And when you sort through it all, it's sort of like your brain is left in this, this sort of limbo stage where your brain doesn't know what it doesn't know. And what I mean by that is I can't see the future. So I don't know if what I'm, there's times where I don't know if what I'm doing is the right thing or if it's the wrong thing, you're trying to make the best decision based on the information you have available to you. But then there's also this internal uh, confliction. And I think that this internal confliction in terms of what we are seeing on social media and everything is there's like this inner part of my heart that says that like preaches to me saying route density saying this and that. And it's almost like you ever think about something, hop on Facebook and no sooner did you think of something, next thing you know, that subject is rolling through your feed. It's crazy. Because pricing is a very hot topic on my mind, because it's something that I've been able to sit down and look at throughout the course of the winter. It's kind of like, because my brain is fixated on pricing, uh, content that revol- uh, revolves around pricing is what you're eating up, right? Is what I'm sort of attracting, if you will. Mm-hmm. And because that's what I'm attracting, I'm seeing so many different opinions. And be, like, like I said, it's I'm trying to to sift through all of those opinions. Well, to well really let me find- let, let me interject because I'm uh, it's phenomenal, phenomenal. You're right. The problem is you've you've stated the problem. Right. Or you stated 
kind of where you're at with that. So let's like, let's just have a conversation about like breaking that down from foundational level. Okay, mm-hmm. we've got our destination or our problem of okay, I'm here. I have all this information. I want to know. There's so many opinions, but let's just start like from a basis point. The reason why do we have to have a good price? Why do we have to know our pricing? Well, obviously, it's so we can actually make money and a profit and not lose money. Because if you price yep. wrong and you're losing money, why are you in business? Right. And then the second one is so that we can charge our customers a fair rate that is fair to them and their bills, but also so that we can actually make a profit. I mean, there's a reason why mm-hmm. Amazon is what they are is because people feel like they get a fair price, but they also make a ton of money. Like Amazon makes a ton of money. They and also so, have a big volume game too. Volume well, is another part of the conversation that we'll get into. They do have a big volume game, but they also have, they just have a really, they've also limited their costs over time. Meaning like as they grow, they, they negotiate lower costs on their, their end. And that's something I'm always, I'm actually really interested. I think not enough people negotiate in business, Uh, Mm -hmm. not just, not, not one business or another, but just in general, Um, you know, I am more than willing to give someone a discount if we get volume, but it's funny. It's like, on the other side of that, the vendor never gets asked for, we never ask the vendors for a discount. It's always right. expected the customer or something like, anyways. But yeah, so let's you. start about this on like a foundational level. So pricing, the first thing again is profit. You have to make a profit. I don't, I know it, people make think that sounds greedy and money sucking, but the end of the day, you literally can't be in business without money. So you have to turn a profit. That's the first what? step to me. What are your beliefs around profit? Um, I think that's maybe something else that's that people question. would like to hear too. Beliefs on profit, meaning what, like, kind of why? Why do you do it? Why do like? Let's d- dive into why do we want the profit? Well, that's a fantastic question, and I think without profit, you know, when your percentages are as low as some people I hear, I'll use an example of like contractors, like uh, construction. I'm hearing seven percent profit, right? I'm hearing. Ooh. I heard that the I heard that just two days ago for someone that commercial roofers are like and if there's a commercial roofer on the sh- like listening please tell me if I'm wrong but I heard the guy saying they're charging seven and a half to ten percent profit now yeah they're doing a three million dollar roof you know and you're making three hundred grand or whatever but again you're not making that that's pre tax so then you're talking yep. about taxes and then you're talking about wages and then blah 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 or I guess your wages might come out before the profit depends on which kind of company you are. But so let's just say 10% after all expenses minus taxes, but that's not a, it's not a huge number. So what I'm saying is, is you have to turn profit in order to, you have to have profit in there to scale your business down the line. Would you you say that if you have a profit margin that low, that without being too harsh on this, mm-hmm. do you think that if somebody had a profit margin that low, that they are on un- a un- to a degree uneducated in business to not be able to get their profit margins higher, or they're afraid? Well, they're like caught in between yeah. fear or lack of education. It, it sort of depends. I would say yes for the most part, but what I as I talk to a lot of different trades and service and business owners, 
like 10% profit. Let's say, let's just use this hypothetically. Let's say you're doing a residential roof for 30 grand. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've I've heard that number around my area pretty, pretty steadily for a residential roof, 25, 30 grand. And you're running a 10% profit margin. Okay. Cause your material cost is going to eat up a lot of that. Right. Uh, 10% of 30 grand is three grand. Well, if you can have that job done in two days, by your crew. You sold the job in three hours. They took two days to complete the job. I've seen, I mean, guys here can do a roof that amount faster than that. Let's just say two days. What person wouldn't want to make $3,000 in two days? Right. So if you're small, so like it's all, it's all kind of quantifiable based on your industry because going back to the, yeah. And so, 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 so there's, you can't paint with too broad of a brush, which is weird. Yep. Cause I normally paint with a very broad brush. I'm one that says yeah, like your answer, like, yes, that's stupid. You're, you're an idiot or whatever, but I'm learning that it depends on the industry because like restaurants, right? Their food costs are extremely high, right? Like the majority of their costs are food costs. Cause they don't pay waitresses anything barely except for they get tips and then their cooks and you know there's not a ton of labor costs for them their food costs and their rent are crazy high so how do they make their mm-hmm. money like you said they make their money on volume and they yeah. make their money saving on food costs i mean that's the two ways they make money so mm-hmm. like like a good money cuz there can't be a dead time in a restaurant like you can, I mean i went right. to a restaurant the other day colton i went to a restaurant the other day it was 12 o'clock, dead lunch time and there was two customers in there bro and I was like, man, they're yeah, getting scary eaten for them. Up. They're, oh, they're getting eaten alive right now. Um, yep. So, anyways, so so going back to what you're saying, profit has to matter first because this is fantastic conversation so far. Because you can't give raises, you can't do four hundred one k, you can't buy equipment when something goes down. You know, when when you have no money in the bank, if you're running a ten percent a or a tight whatever, let's just use a generic term, tight profit margin, there is mm-hmm. no wiggle room for anything to really go wrong, or for some things to go right and reward people for when they go right. But I will put an asterisk and say when you're a self-employed business owner. Okay, like a one man crew like yourself for now, or you're a cleaning person. Like I, I, we have a lot of, I have a lot of friends who are like maids, uh, have their mm-hmm. own cleaning service, and they're charging you know thirty five, forty five bucks an hour to clean. You can be way, your business model can be completely different because you don't have any of those problems. Absolutely, yet. different so, industry, yeah. maybe different overhead. What about rather than you know the facts because the facts are talked about a lot. You sort of mentioned um, like by accident, you said two words, profit first. Those are Mm -hmm. books. Those are Mm -hmm. actually books. There's profit first, profit first for contractors. Mm -hmm. And so like the fact is I need profit for this reason and this reason, but something that also hits home for me is I like to think about profit in terms of a a higher calling. And what I mean by that is like moral obligation. I, I have a moral obligation to not only take care of my customers and provide a good service, but I am also obligated, like as a business owner, 
I'm responsible for this. I, I, and I have an obligation to take care of my employees, but as the business owner, naturally, again, back to the facts, because it's kind of like a, a, a toss up or like um, a fine sided coin. It's two. a two sided coin. It's a two sided that, that coin goes, yeah. that goes together. Correct. And so as the business owner, assuming more risk, et cetera, you're going to want to pay yourself well, of course, too. But like there's the fact side of things, but then there's also, well, why did I start the business in the first place? Did I what were my motives? What was my purpose? Was it to, you know, make a lot of money or was it that you actually like, did, I mean, did you want to do, and, and this changes, like your purpose yeah. changes over time. It's it, okay. At first, maybe you started your business because you were hurting for cash, but now you start your, you're a couple years in or whatever. And you're finding out more about yourself, finding out more about life. Good and point. it's sort of, it sort of makes you pivot your mentality and you're yeah, like, you're well, transforming. Yeah. You're transforming your mentality. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, well, why am I doing this? Cause at first I was doing it for the money, but now I don't seem to be doing it for the money. Now I seem to be doing it for other people. And uh, again, there's a lot of content that is revolved around vision and purpose, but I, I think that we as people um, in terms of our motives behind things can actually hold a very, very important uh, like transition maybe is the word I'm looking for into how we approach and tackle all of these different tests and obstacles that come about in life. And what I mean is if you are tackling all of these problems with like selfish motives you're going to fall on your face. But if you are driven by helping other people and living, I, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like that guy, but I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I want to live for God and yeah. I want to fulfill what he wants me to do. And, you know, I just feel that when you do it for, for the higher cause, when you do it for other people that, you know, it's kind of like, um, like an old school video game, you, you leveled up, you know what I mean? You got the coin and you leveled up yeah. because now you can yep. keep going. But here's the, here's what I think. And it, what you're saying is phenomenal because you're talking about purpose over profit, which I understand that. Right. But here's the thing. It, Not I don't, it, but blended with it. Well, and like, I, I, that's why, what I'm saying. I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive. Right. Hey guys, this episode of the Down to Business podcast is brought to you by Ballard Products. We want to thank Ballard Products for being such a great sponsor of the Down to Business podcast. And if you guys haven't checked them out, go to ballard-inc.com, use the promo code TRIFECTA10, and it's the perfect time. It's springtime. They have products for our professional landscapers, but also for residential homeowners. So aeration, mower blades, anything you can think of, Ballard Products has it. Make sure you use, again, TRIFECTA10 promo code to save 10% off today. And we also want to give a Shout out to Cameron from The Perfect Cut Lawn Care. Thank you so much, Cameron, for being a great listener to the Down to Business Podcast. So I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive at all. And, you know, I think having a purpose that is, I'm not going to say the word generic, but like for me, when I created my business, it wasn't to be a millionaire, which is only money 
purposes. You should never be like, oh, I do this to be a millionaire. That's really, really dangerous and really foolish. Because I, I believe that money burns. I think money can be gone here in a second. Yeah, you can't take it with you when you die. Can't take it with you. It burns. It's a piece of paper, and you have no idea what something's going to cost, and, and it could suck your money out real fast. So to have security and having a million dollars is silly because what happens if you you know something happens or whatever. But for me, it was freedom. So whatever that means to somebody, yes. that definition yep. that definition can change from person to person. For my wife and I, we wanted to be free for her to stay home with our kids. We wanted her to be us to be free financially to do whatever God asked us to do, whether that mm-hmm. was, you know, move across the country if he asked us to and not have to be like, well, we can't, God, we don't have the finances to do that. Um, right. Free to adopt. We want to, we have, you know, two kids biologically, but we'd love to adopt. So, but we, you know, we don't want to say, no, we can't adopt for two years because we have to raise money for it. So that was our position is to be free to give, free to serve, free to not do yeah. anything, not do anything, you know, and or not be obligated. Yeah. It's, it's, free it's, it's kind of like, yes, free to like not, handcuffs. Yes. No handcuffs. Right. And for that, like, yes, like you should be making profit in your business. If you're doing your business only as a charity, then it's a charity. Right. And call it a charity. And, and, you know, we've got a, for example, we've got a, I just met a guy the other night who does a, um, like a, like a rehab facility for like people who are struggling with addiction, but they're like recovering, they're in recovery, but they mow lawns to like pay for their rent, you know? So they mm-hmm. have they have like a lawn maintenance division out of this program to teach them life skills and to repay the free rent and food they get from the program. That's awesome. So yeah, but, but at least they're open about it. At you know what I'm saying? That's hiding anything. No, yeah. and that's but that's charity, right? Like they're charging right. what they need to get to cover their cost of living, and that's what they're charging. Like that's totally mm-hmm. cool. I have no problem with that. Right. But when when people expect a business to do that same thing, it's a problem. You know, for example, like, like you were talking about, we're trying to, we're offering 401k here at Trifecta starting in like a month for the first time. And it's really, it's so, it's so important, you know, because you know, the statistics, have you ever, for any of our listeners who don't know this, if you, if you just put like a pizza per month, like 12 to $15 starting when you're 20 years old till 62, you know, you'll retire pretty close to a millionaire depending on how your investments do. Um, it's especially with a match from your company, you know? And so it's so important to offer that, but people, you know, we get those eye rolls. We get people that, man, we had a guy the other day, Oh, 60 bucks. Wow. That's a lot. I'm like, sir, we, we've got to pay for stuff. You know, we, we can't not do that. So, right. um, but, but going back to your market with this, let's, that's just been phenomenal. Like just, just kind of be vulnerable, if you will, about like the challenges you're facing between the tension of wanting to charge what you feel like you're worth, but also not getting the receptiveness that you feel like you could be or should be getting. Yeah. So you were kind of starting saying something that I'll pick up on and then transition into what you asked, which is whether you're running a charity or you're trying to run an actual business, the, the costs are going to, you know, most definitely 
vary and differ. And, you know, no two people have the same business, the same business model or the same overhead. And you got to remember, there's a lot of guys who are varying on the scale of their experience, like legitimate. I'm not talking about, you know, the guy who cut grass for seven years because all he knows how to do more or less is cut grass, but he doesn't re- he know he knows the, the craftsman side of the business, but he doesn't know how to actually like work and develop on the business. Right. And as a solo owner operator, you have to you have to have have both. Great point. Because, Great point. And, you know, that's something that takes time. Like I told you when, when we were first starting our business, there was a whole world uh, uh, that I was about getting myself into that at the time, I didn't know what I didn't know. But then as I started to learn, I quickly realized, hey, I actually know nothing, but I have to keep learning so that I can keep reminding myself that I know nothing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, but it's just there like knowledge is infinite. And I, I, the reason I'm saying all of this is because with this obtained knowledge, it's allowed me to be able to take a more strategic approach to how my pricing is. And then when we get on the subject and topic of pricing, then comes my thoughts, opinions, and calculated assumptions or calculated opinions of what I'm seeing in my marketplace. And uh, so now because we're going on year number two, but overall year number three between the development and then, so anyways, what I'm what I'm leading into is, is that I've been studying the market the entire time. I've been finding out what other companies and other guys are charging and comparing those numbers to my numbers. And I'm seeing that they're so drastically off that, like you said, I question, how are you staying in business or how are you going to continue staying in business? Or the third thing is, is, if you're not even making the money that you should be making as a business owner, why are you doing this and not making $20 an hour working for somebody else? Right. Because you're just, and you have to be careful when you approach the topic too, because everybody starts differently. There is no shame in being the guy who starts in the beat up pickup truck. Zero shame. Right. And, but the important thing I want to follow that up with this statement, which is as long as you don't stay there forever. But what these guys are doing with their pricing, unfortunately, and this is what I'm seeing, is that in order for them to stay in business, they have to repeatedly buy the same beat up truck. They they're never they're never advancing. It's always like they're at the same level or going negative. Or and this is the one I believe is the main one is they don't even, they're not even thinking it's beat up. They really don't care. They're just trying to pay themselves a living wage off of their business. Meaning whenever there's $3,000 in the business account, 
they're writing themselves a check for two thousand five hundred and seventy dollars and leaving yeah, leaving just yes, leaving just enough to pay for gas the next week in the truck right. to get to the next lawn mowing. And they're but running that's why the they same keep the same truck. Yes, or the it is. same equipment. It is the same reason. And then credit card companies then they use that as like a okay, well, I'm gonna write myself this check and then I'll write charge it on the credit card and then next week when my people finally pay, I'll just pay it off. And there it's, Rob it's a never it's yes, it's a never ending cycle. And it's not really, you know, that's not a healthy business by any means. And that's what we're trying to no. teach people on the Down to Business podcast is, you know, how to have a healthy, thriving business um in a world where it's really it could be gut wrenching and competitive and tough. And and that's right. kind of, and that's kind of what you're saying. We've only got a few more minutes to go. And, and that's what I appreciate. And it, let's go back to something we were talking about off the air to kind of wrap up this, this, yep. uh, this episode was when do you, or how do you compromise in order to get somewhat compromised, not, you know, cave, I believe compromising and caving are two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to get yourself a base, a customer base that you can build off of. You can't build a house with a drywall first. You have to build a foundation. And yep. this is where, on, let's just be honest with the listeners, we kind of disagreed a little bit, but maybe it's not It's not an unhealthy disagreement. Maybe it's just a perspective that we can help each other on. Is Absolutely. For me, I pers- believe it is 100%. Yeah, I'd love I, to talk about this when more. I, when I started my business, I my goal was not thinking five years down the road. It was... How do I competitively price myself? I, mm-hmm. I told you, I, we talked the other night, if on a scale of one to 10, one being low pricing, 10 being high, I believed when I started my business, I wanted to be at a four out of 10. I wanted to be mm-hmm. not right in the middle, but just a hair under, like just a hair under the average person. Mm-hmm. Um, because I believe that if I could be a little bit of a discount for people, but bring a better experience, then they would choose me over stick com- you in the right. Yes, they would. Looking at all the other quotes uh, yep. that are, that were right at what I was at, not over, not under. That I would win based on my personality, my salesmanship, my professionalism. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, you don't really have anything uh, sexy. You know, I don't have a sweet right. truck. I don't have a. Um, awesome services list where I can do like 30 services for this person. I can do basic stuff. Right. And so going back in, I'll let you interject. I, my goal was 60 clients. I'm like, I just want 60 clients. How do I do that? Okay. Well then you send a quote for $50 and they're like, well, really we were looking to spend more like 45. Okay. 45 is great because where I disagree, like again, with a lot of the YouTube people is they say stick to your guns. Well, guys, I, I didn't have the luxury to do that. I, this was my job. And not only did I not have the luxury, I needed to just get the business off the ground. Because if I can get the business off the ground, I can learn to fly later. Right. So five bucks times 60 customers. So 10 bucks a month times 60 is mm-hmm. only $600. But the revenue from 45 across you know $90 a month for is $5,000. So mm-hmm. am I am I really gonna ju- like not make five thousand to save six hundred? That that's the formula I came down with. Yes, there are right. moments and there are moments where you're like, look, and like today we can be much more pickier with our business now. We can say no to people when they try to negotiate pricing. But I want our listeners, and I want you to, to kind of wrap up this and in, in end our yeah. episode. I want I our listeners. Cool I want our listeners to understand that. You need to do what you need to do 
to get it off the ground. I'm not saying they're long-term solutions. Compromising your price is not a long-term solution, but five bucks is not going to bankrupt you, you know? And Mm -hmm. if you could, you can upsell a customer once you get them and make that five bucks right back on a pine straw job or a cleaning the windows job or detailing their car, you know, that their, their second car, you know, just get that foundation and you never know where your business can go. So that's, I mean, that's my opinion on pricing is, is have a fair price. If they need, if they want to give you, you know, if they're trying to compromise a little bit in the beginning. Okay. Right. So I have to start by saying that I think that the two perspectives that we have are really cool. And I think that there can be a happy medium without a doubt, but I also have to, in this conversation, be asking myself, is there something inside me that's getting in the way of me? Is is my pride getting the better of me? Is ego getting a better of me? What, what is it? But so I wanted to say that first, but I wanted to say this, also, which is, do you, or I want to ask you a question. Do you believe that price is an issue for people in the absence of value? Price is an issue for people in the absence of value, meaning that if they want to discount they they, the value, they won't, they don't want to pay it. But if they see the, like, as far as perceived value, if somebody perceives your value to be X dollar amount. And and we can see this. um, Have you ever had a customer, maybe you give them a quote and they're like, oh, wow, that's actually quite cheap. I thought it was going to be this. Have you ever had that? Yep. So basically they saw value and it's all perception for them. It's all, it's all perception, but, but this is where I'll turn the conversation. Mm -hmm. We have seen that the more services we can offer, with the easier customer service features like using Jobber, which is our CRM yep. that we use. When right. they get There's a, plenty they, of ways to offer value. Yeah. I mean, we just, I'll tell you one we just did this year. We do service agreements. So sort of like contracts, but we don't call them that. And instead of mailing mm-hmm. them this year, we use DocuSign. So people could literally sign their service agreement in 10 seconds. Yep. So, so that was a huge a solo, thing. You know, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No. As a solo guy, I think that's where things of, you know, being an entrepreneur get fun and get creative because then the question for me became, how do I create a ridiculous amount of value as a solo guy to blow all the other guys out of the water and, and get creative with it and and have fun with it? You know, it it's it's friendly competition, but it's you know I'm gonna smoke okay, so you what are you doing? by being the best I I can be. So, so I like what? I, so there's basic things that you can do, and then we talked a little bit about this before we hopped on here, which and, and then there's creative things that you can do, but it's always you're you're always trying to have an edge. So it's the best customer service, the best marketing, the best website, the most active social media pages, um, maybe get creative with your marketing, um, and whatever, like I I can't give you, you know, every creative idea in the book because there's probably 
plenty that I haven't even thought of myself. You know what I mean? It's things, things will come to you over time, but I'm just saying that because of the fact that I knew the numbers had to be where they needed to be, so to speak, it was then a matter of, well, how can I give people enough value to sort of uh, alleviate this whole, you know, pushback on price. And, but that's why I'm saying our two perspectives have a, a really good blend because I agree with you that when, when does it get so down to the wire that you're like, in order to stay afloat, I have to do this. And I, I, yeah, I, I think, think it's from day one. Like let, you, let your ego down a little bit in that sense, well, you know, and just accept yeah. what, like you got to do what you got to do, but you also want to be working in that process towards creating value to where, like you said, but all this takes time. Yes. It doesn't and, happen overnight. and that's, that's where I was trying to tell you off the air. I think yeah. people listening do not make this mistake. Do not try to get on step five when you're on step one. Because well, look at it in years, not like steps, but years. Yeah. So, years, so when I you're starting year one, when you're starting year one and you don't have but five, 10 customers, you do right. not need to be pushing a customer away over a, well, do you mind spraying for weeds when you come included in the $50 or $45 when it, when normally that would cost you, you know, you charge normally five more dollars. Say yes. Like say yes, because you're losing a lot of opportunity when you're trying to hold yourself. You don't have the luxury is what I'm trying to get at. Nor should you. You're being stubborn. You're being prideful. You're, you're thinking of yourself in terms that it's like, it's like the guy who gets uh, the, the, the last pick, you know, of, of the game. It's like, there's one person to pick left. Right. You don't get a lot of options right now. One day you will get to pick of the five, but don't right. sit there and say, you know but what? You I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna sit here and I'm gonna wait for someone else to come up and play. Well, you might be waiting a long time. There's, right. there's one person who wants to play, no matter how good they are, as long as they're willing, able, and they have a good attitude, which is your customer. I'm talking about a customer in that in that phrase. And yeah, mm-hmm. sure, they're, yeah, okay, they want a little discount, big deal. If they want a big discount, say no because it's not worth it because your profit margin's your margin. But if you're at a thirty percent right. margin and you can make twenty five percent on this customer, say yes. And then right. once you get up that customer base, then you you let them know the next year, hey, there's an increase and those people will weed themselves out. Or this is where you win over a customer. Over that year, you've shown them the value that they didn't think they could even get. Correct. And That's then they're going to be willing. The value yes. Comes from. Yes. And then they're going to be willing to pay what you wanted to do them originally. And it's no problem. Right. That's because social media, websites, all of that is. Uh, somebody peeking through the window of your business. They don't actually come into the home of your business until you are on their property. Uh, that's a then, great. That's a great way to put it. Then they're like, "Wow, this is." You know, it's like looking at a caddy shack, but then you go into the caddy shack, and little do you know, there's five thousand square feet underneath the the ground level, and right. it's like, you know what I mean? It's this, you know, you. But people, everybody's human, right? human tendencies usually are judging by the book or judge by the cover. Everybody says, don't judge the book by its cover, but we all do it. You have to. (laughs) 
I don't agree right. with that phrase at all. But and we, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here. But if you don't, it's funny. People say these phrases that don't make any logical sense. Like, don't judge a roofer by his reviews. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know why wouldn't you? That's all you have to go off of. Yeah. So, and you don't want to find out when it's too late either. 100%. That's what happens in our in our industry. Yeah. It's there's yeah. a tipping point, and yeah. then it's too late. Hundred percent agree. Well, dude, Colton, woo, great information, woo. dude. Awesome. Um, I had fun. <laughs> want to give? Yeah, I think this is going to be helpful for a lot of people. And I hope kind of the the summary and the synopsis of this episode is: yes, pricing correctly is important. Make sure you understand your numbers, but don't be so stubborn that when you're smaller, um, to not just take what the Lord has given you in calls and customer quotes and build off of that so that later you can be more picky. But again, guys, thank you so much, Colton, for being on the Down to Business podcast where your business is our business and we help you guys in the areas of business finance, marketing, and everything in between. Colton, give our listeners real quick where they can find you out on social media so they can keep up with you, brother. Absolutely, man. I would just want to say thank you guys so much again for inviting me on. I've I, I really look forward to uh, catching up with you more after the podcast. And um, yeah, just thank you. Really, thank you. Um, and then for all you guys listening, if you want to follow me, BPM Lawns on Instagram or BPM Lawn Care on YouTube. Perfect, dude. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Go leave us a five-star review. And we'll see you next week.